It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us today, us being me, myself, and I. And <clears throat> last week, I had done the discussion on millennial kink and some of the things that people were saying was, you know, in, and this happened to be uh, at Simon Fraser University in Burnaby, BC. And they were saying that their role playing, their millennial kink thing is to, you know, play as a couple who own a house. And I just had a conversation and I posited that perhaps the reason for this is because of how truly expensive it is for young couples trying to start out to have their own home. And very much mirrored that uh, conversation uh, the middle of the week where I was wishing my uh, sister a happy birthday and her son is getting married. They are young, they're starting out, and they're looking at having to move because they would like to start a family right away, but they can't afford to live in the lower mainland. And so there we go. As, as I had posited, I thought there might be more to this story. It wasn't an onion story, but it was actually, you know, uh, had a bona fide uh, fantasy thing underneath it. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about, because this has been an ongoing conversation on Facebook with some of my colleagues, is... Is kink really kink if it becomes more mainstream, if more people are doing this? I mean, all you have to do is look at, you know, the outfit that, oh gosh, why am I going to draw a blank on his name? He uh, won the bronze with, in the team skating at uh, the um, Olympics in Pyeongchang, and he was wearing a full-on leather bondage, you know, chest setup underneath his tuxedo. So, you know, and Donna and Madonna has uh, inspired many by putting bondage things on. But this was from this question was actually put forward by one of my colleagues who is very kink, and I think there's a. Um, like I know the, their comment was, well, is vanilla still vanilla if they, you know, do kink or is what, what has them identify otherwise? And I know for some people they are um, very, how can I put this? 
they're almost like a dog over a food bowl when it comes to other people wanting to join into a kink area or be the expert in kink and, you know, call some of their, their attitudes or questions, you know, their, their feelings into question. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is look at, we now have more people who are interested in a range of different, you know, sexual identities, different sexual play. I mean, I saw a woman who someone had followed up with, oh, you've got to be kidding. This woman wouldn't do it. And it was a woman who was in her, you know, early 50s, who she and her husband opened up their relationship. They now had an open marriage. And this person was saying, there's no way that them having sex with other people is going to make their marriage stronger. Well, as far as she was concerned, you know, she's willing to go on a national TV program and say this. Now, I will tell you that anytime you are on a national TV thing talking about sexuality, one of the biggest things that producers want to know is that you are the real deal and you're not some wackadoodle. But here's the thing. You know, this woman is saying who she is. This is what she likes to do. Now, if that doesn't work for other people, so be it. We also don't all have to dress the same or order the same thing at a restaurant. And by the way, if you want to keep your sex life and your sexual functioning in order, stop eating crap, please. Just stop eating crap. It is one of the worst things you can do from an obesity standpoint, from your general health standpoint, from leaky gut, from having all of the things that are going to impact your ability to feel good about your body and have your body feel good. So what do I think of this question that they, that they posted? Um, I think the kink is in essence a more, it's a style of sexual relating that has different parameters for it than vanilla would be. And by vanilla, I mean typical, you know, uh, one, you know, one partner with another partner, doesn't matter to me if it, you know, you're straight, gay, or bi. But for some people, you know, being gay is kinky. For most people who are gay, they're not kinky. Uh, and they wouldn't certainly not think of themselves that way. But I ask people, what do you think kink is? And the thing that I find so very interesting, we human beings are a curious lot because what will often, they'll often come back with to me is something that could be, they may think that having anal sex is kinky. When in all actuality, some of the most conservative cultures that I know of that prize virginity, women, particularly you know, Catholic or um, Iranian or Armenian or Asian, these are the cultures where women will have anal sex before they will have vaginal sex. So it is a cultural thing, but it can also be an identify, you know, identifiable thing. When I ask someone, if you identify as being vanilla, what would be kink for you? And they may come up with something that is, um, a little power control, a little bondage, 
you know, someone buys a little mask and puts it on someone. It's not exactly kink. That's sensory deprivation. And, you know, if someone wants to have themselves be tied up and, you know, gives the permission for that, I always would tell people, make sure you can get out of something. You know, enough of this, you know, leaving you tied to the bed while they, you know, take off. That's not, it's not cute. It's not fun. And that's that thing of the woman who was writing about the doms who are there, you know, it is like inappropriate for them to behave that way. Anytime someone violates what you are wanting to share with them, they've crossed over a boundary. That's, and that's what I'm going to be talking about in the next parts of the show is things about bridging the intimacy gap. And that when there are some times when you really do need to just say, that's it in a relationship. But so let's go to, you know, if vanilla is your thing, but you'd like to try something kink, well, you know, go and find someone, uh, Fet Life, F-E-T Life, F-I-L-I-F-E, Fet Life, is a good site created by people in that community for that community. I would not recommend kink.com, plainly and simply, would not. Um, it is just just not a nice not a nice group of people. Uh, anyway, the and the kink that may be for you, maybe uh, it may be about the physicalness of something. It may be the emotional part. You may want to be dominated. It may be the um, mental aspect. But I know that there are times when, for some men who run very big companies or have very high-end jobs, they, I remember a friend of mine had a, a martial arts gym, and these women would rent out the gym by the hour. And I said, what, what kind of a class are they teaching? And he said, oh, they're not teaching. I said, okay, then what are they doing? And he said, they are professional dominatrix, and these guys are coming and these women are dominating them physically in the gym. And that's what they wanted. So be it. Um, these women, you know, were in great shape. These guys wanted to experience this, and away they went. But the thing that I want people to be aware of is that you have your definition of it, so does the person sitting next to you. And they may not necessarily match up. But the thing that kink does do, that vanilla doesn't typically do, kink talks about it. And they talk about it, how they want to feel, what they want to experience, the things that are of interest to them, what their limits are, what the hard, you know, hard boundaries are. And they are wanting and open about what they want to experience, which I often say, vanilla could learn a lot from kink because kink puts it right out there. And... You know, it's not for everybody. Um, I, you know, it's not something that has ever, you know, sort of crossed my mind. But I know some people for whom it is their favorite. It is, I mean, that's how they completely identify. Some people I know are 24-7. They have their whole thing set up, their whole world, their whole life set up that way. Now, we are coming up to our first break here. When I come back, I'm going to be talking about Bridging the intimacy gap. And by that, what I mean is that we all want to be loved. However, I will tell you 
there are times that people go into relationships or stay in relationships they never should have been in. And I'm going to use as an example uh, an individual who has written me from Israel who, and I have to say, we're having a great time with the translation because he is Russian in Israel and we're using a translation program. But when we come back, I'll go over that and what I'm going to recommend for him and his wife. Please stay with me. I'll be right back. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. With a cutting edge. It's Have you seen the video of the little seal that jumped into the back of a boat to escape being eaten by killer whales? A family was whale watching near Vancouver Island, British Columbia, when they noticed a pod of orcas swimming around their boat. All of a sudden, a harbor seal swam up to the stern of their boat and jumped in with the orcas hot on his tail. When a whale leaps out of the water, exposing most of its body, it's called breaching. There are 32 different species of seals distributed throughout the world, and they're found from polar to tropical waters. The largest concentrations of seals in the U.S. are in California and New England. Everyone who has seen the video agrees this was one lucky seal. What's another word for the fear of the sea? Thalassophobia. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. As I said before the break, I'm going to be addressing, you know, the questions from a gentleman who has written me from Israel, 
he is Russian, um, so we're using a translation program. So I have to try and make sure that I, <laughs> I sort of read the nuanced style of what he's asking. The essence of this is, and it's interesting, this is now the third email that I've had from him. And he wrote originally and said, you know, he, uh, I want to ask some questions. I'm going to be, you know, going through Google Translator, uh, things. And I said, sure, just, I said, send me the questions. And what it boiled down to is he and his wife are in their 50s. They have been married for almost 30 years. And I asked him all kinds of questions because I, when you're answering, again, with a language you know, change and with uh, not being able to hear the nuances of voices or of tone, I, I didn't know if there was a sexual, you know, if there was a sexual pain issue for his wife. She does not, is not that interested in sex. Um, she used to have it more, you know, when they were first together, understandably. He tries to do everything for her. Uh, and yet, he said, you know, he asks her to do things, but he wants her to be a little more uninhibited. And her response is, I don't want to, that makes me feel like I'm a prostitute. And so, again, we've got, you know, uh, a different dynamic of what she feels about something and what he is looking for. But here's the thing that, and I mean, I know chances are if, you know, if this is their age group, there's a lot of hormonal things that may be going on. And there may be other things that are happening from a dietary standpoint. As I said previously, if someone is overweight or, you know, obese, which, I mean, we now have a world that has a third of the people in the world are obese. That is insane. And in this country, it's like, I'm, anyways, we need to really clean up our act. Long story short, he finally wrote something that I could really understand what was going on. And he wrote, we have a son with problems. Well, for anyone who has been in a situation dealing with someone with chronic care issues or with, whether it's a child, whether it's another family member, whether it is your parents, that is a soul-sucking situation to be in. And you are chronically stressed. So whatever it is, I don't know what the issue is with the son, but... I will bet you that that is one of the main things that's factoring into what's going on. Because I, I, I just flat out asked him, I said, you know, do you want to remain in your marriage? I mean, this will tell me your commitment and intention with issues. And he says, he says, hi, no, we do not want to get divorced. And yet I think with this, you know, he's feeling that it's his, you know, a small penis I don't think so because he said he is able to use, you know, finger and tongues, tongues. <laughs> no, he only has one tongue. I'm quite sure, <laughs> but um, he uses oral and manual to bring her to orgasm. But you know, he is worried that he's not lasting long enough. And again, I don't know what other. I did ask him 
if he is taking any medications because that for me will tell me a lot. And she, you know, there's, they're kind of in a, a bit of a, a standoff here because she is okay with the way things have gone now, but he would like to, you know, adjust things. He has, you know, stepped outside of the marriage. He says that he's been with other women, you know, whether that's, you know, uh, an issue for them or not. It's not my, my place to, you know, but I do know that if there's, uh, if someone feels that the trust has really been betrayed, for some people, they can't be sexual with someone again. I'll use as an example, there was a gentleman, uh, there was a, I was doing a lady seminar and this woman came up to me at the end and she said, oh my God, I cannot get my boyfriend to orgasm anyway. She said, once I got him to do it, you know, when she said when I was going down on him, but she said, he will not orgasm inside of me. And I said, okay. Um, and I asked her, I said, is he a little older than you? And she said, yeah, by, you know, 10 years. I said, who trapped him into something with a pregnancy? And if I had sucker punched her, she probably couldn't have been more surprised. She goes, oh my God, his first wife. I said, that's why. She was like, wow. I said, do you realize that his body, even if he wanted to, his subconscious, and I've said this before, you may have remembered that I've said this before, 95% of what you do during the day is run by your subconscious. It's not run by your conscious mind. So if you want to change something, you have to really consciously and from a behavioral standpoint, make that change because otherwise those patterns are still going to continue. I do have ways that this guy could adjust that should he want to, but he wasn't my issue. And at that point I didn't really know uh, some of these other modalities that I have found to be really helpful when people are wanting to change uh, thought patterns, what um, uh, Daniel Amen would refer to as ants, automatic negative thoughts. You don't want those around. But for this guy, his body would not even allow him to orgasm and to ejaculate inside of her because of what happened. And, you know, I will tell you, it's there's one thing that will often happen for, and I remember a friend of mine who was a, a therapist saying this, if you want a guy to marry you, get pregnant. And I looked at her and I said, come on, Rosalinda, in this day and age? She said, I'm not joking. She said, it is still one of the one ways that women will do things to get men uh, into a relationship. And I can think of a couple of huge, huge stars at the time, they were some of the biggest worldwide. And she bald-faced lied to him that she was pregnant for him to marry her. They did. Uh, she wasn't pregnant. They then adopted uh, another boy. But their whole basis of their relationship was based on a lie. So, you know, so for this gentleman, I will be getting back to him and wanting, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to let him know. This, his size is not the, the thing that's the issue. He does worry that he orgasms quickly, um, but that's also maybe because, you know, he's just so excited. That's, you know, that's a whole other area, but he's holding himself 
responsible and why she's not the least bit interested. However, I can probably tell you there's, there's more things that they haven't spoken about that haven't been put on the table. And that's what I'm going to try and help him with. And, you know, it may be that they, you know, schedule for, you know, once every two weeks or, you know, they go for a holiday somewhere, something that has them connect as a couple. Because at this point, he's telling me he's been taking Viagra for six years. Well, that's not necessarily, you know, and so he can last. But, you know, it's so anyway, that's something that just to let you know, when people do send me a question, I am the one who answers it. Not I don't have anyone else answer any of my questions, period. Now. Talking about being in relationships, let me flip back to my previous page. Bridging the intimacy gap. So how and what do you do? And in, a, in most instances, this would be dealing and talking with people who are already in a relationship. And things have gone, you know, a little bit, you know, stale. They're not as exciting as they were before, which, of course, they won't be. But it's also, for many people... Intimacy is not necessarily all about sex at all. To the contrary, it is often more about doing something specifically with that partner. So whether it's you go to a yoga class together, whether you have a, you know, meditate together, go for a walk together, something that you are creating a time specifically for the two of you. And given our crazy, crazy world, for many people, they have to schedule it in. And I mean, I, I mean, I know that I do that in my relationship. If I don't do it, the day gets away from me and that's not a good thing. So I'm, excuse me, I've got someone barking at me here. Quiet, go away. Uh, so when I look at, if I, I also like to work out in the morning. That's my favorite because then I don't have to wash my hair. I wash my hair and then I'm good for the day. If it takes too long to wash my hair, yeah, I'm not going to do it in the evening. I, I have too much hair. It takes too much time. But the thing that creates intimacy is one of the biggest things is what's your intention on this? Are you wanting to make someone else feel good? If the reason you're doing something is only for yourself, I'm afraid the, the selfishness factor is going to rule you out of why it's going to work. Okay? Now, when we come back, because I'm coming up to, we're coming up to our second break here. Uh, any questions you have, remember, of course, office at Lou Paget. But uh, when I come back, I'm going to be talking about finishing bridging that gap, but then also what people want when they want love and how they're going to go about getting it. Please stay with me. I'll be right back. This is Sex Talk 
with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. resolutions don't work if a person is a mess. That's someone who clings to a bad habit. 88% of Americans make at least one New Year's resolution and 80% of those folks fail by January 20th due to the dislike and fear of change. What's the word for the fear of change? Kynatophobia. With quite a few related to losing weight, at least you don't have to lose as much weight this year to be average as 66% of Americans are now considered to be overweight. Don't feel bad if you don't keep your New Year's resolution. It's hard to be flask-custable. That means changeable, from an old French word meaning to bend. If you're celebrating at a New Year's party, try not to get carried away. In fact, try to leave without any help at all. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again. Um, before the break, what I had said is that I would be you know, talking about how people want to be in love and they want to create that within their own lives. But I got to tell you, a lot of people have, um, what's the best way for me to put this? They've got broken pickers when it comes to picking people. And then they have a uh, misconception of what it's going to be like to be in a relationship. Now, most people grew up in a family kind of environment or around other people and watched them interacting. Many times, that's how people end up setting up, you know, their own, you know, relationships. That if they have parents who yelled at one another, chances are they're going to think that's an okay thing to do. Well, if they get together with someone who didn't come from a family that yells, that's not going to go over well. 
Um, but that's just maybe how they, you know, have their, you know, conflict resolution. I have a friend who is Scottish, um, Italian. So they are bullheaded and they are just, she said, they will yell and scream at one another. And she said, and then two seconds later, they're like, oh, everything's just fine. Meanwhile, she said, people look at us like, you know, we're nuts. But she said, that's what we learned how to do. That was our, you know, that was our family dynamic. Now, when I look at this, when people say to me, I really want to be in a relationship, you know, I, I want to be in love. We see shows like the um, Married at First Sight or The Bachelor or any of these programs, and they are the same thing. They are about people wanting to be in love and wanting to be chosen. So I, when I look at some things, what I first tell people is, what are your attitudes about this? What's getting in your way? Because I see times when I would use as an example uh, a person who had been in a very long-term uh, marriage, things ended, and but their focus has been consistently wanting to be in a relationship. So not necessarily the person, but relationship. So they have allowed certain people to be in their lives who really didn't deserve to be there. And then they had you know, a situation where things ended up being a complete disaster in one of them. Then another time, you know, the same person was like, oh, well, um, I think everything's going to be fine. And then what they did is they wanted to improve their professional status. And so what they did is they then glommed onto someone who was very big in their field, married them, uh, and well, that didn't last very long, but it was so that they would be able to have the access to all of this person's contacts, connections by being their spouse. Nice trick, huh? Um, yeah, it, it didn't last long. But when I, and when I asked um, their spouse afterwards what they felt about it, they said, I realized that the reason that we got into it in the first place, he had just lost his, one of his closest friends to cancer. And then she got um, a be in the hospital, almost die type scenario. And he was like, oh my God, you know, I can't lose you too. And he said, I, I know now I shouldn't have done it, but I was also emotionally so raw as a result of my friend's death that that's why I did it. So when I see people in relationships that they shouldn't be in and they ask me what to do, my first response is, look, do not use me as the sheriff or monopoly for a get out of jail free card. This is what you have to look at. And there's a really good book for people who are wanting to end things that are, are difficult and it's called Necessary Endings. And it's by Dr. Henry Cloud. And he talks about the difficulty, you know, of the things that you need to do in order to move on. And sometimes they're, you know, they're really scary. But what they also are is 
when you are, you know, 75, 95, whatever it is, you don't want to look back and go, oh, why didn't I? You want to go, I was in a relationship that I really enjoyed. Um, I will say there's many times when I see people remaining in relationships because of children. And as soon as the children are gone, they're gone. Yet, many times, the thing that people want is they want to be heard and they want to be understood. And, but I will also tell people that if, as, as Cloud refers to it, pruning, there are certain times when you really do need to prune a relationship. And that means people who are toxic in any area of your life. Seriously. Put boundaries into place. Um, if someone is talking to you a way you do not like, you just have to say, you know, I'm sorry, but we're not, you know, this conversation can't go any further. Um, uh, how you were speaking to me is unacceptable. Put them on notice. Now, here's the thing. You have three different types of people that you might be working with that you have to end things with or change things. Okay. You can have a wise person. Now, this can be someone who is an employee or someone who is your spouse or someone who you're going out with. And a wise person is someone who may not be doing everything right, but they are willing to listen, you know, and they're willing to change. And they're not just thinking it's, you know, someone else's issue that things aren't going well. They're willing to make a change. They're willing to say, you know what, then what do we need to do? To shift this. The other type of person that you may encounter is the foolish person. I'm going to tell you there's fewer wise people out there <laughs> than we both know. The foolish person. Now this is the person who will not take responsibility for what they're doing. So if you are in the relationship with them, they'll try and make it be about you. Well, well you said, you did. And they are they tend to be, you know, immediately defensive or deflect so the things aren't about them. They're about someone else. Uh, that doesn't work. And the other thing that when you are, when you're with a wise person, you can talk to them. You can have a dialogue about this. But when you are having a conversation with a foolish person, chances are you're going to have to button it because and stop talking because everything you say they will be critical of or they'll find something else so they need to literally put themselves into a corner you don't have to do it okay and but if you are in a relationship with someone like that uh, I will bet you that's how they got out of all the stuff when they were at work or when they grew up they didn't have to take responsibility and I mean, I just had to have a conversation with someone about, you know what, uh, not okay to talk to me that way. And uh, also, um, next time we have a conversation, let's have a little conversation that might engage me a little bit, because everything always had to be about them. And they were kind of like, oh, they, it had, they weren't even aware. They are now. <laughs> yes, they are. Now, the other person, and you want to stay, you want to try and get away from these people as quickly as possible, are the evil people. And these are people that you truly need protection from. 
and uh, they put in here, you know, that there's, you need to have, you know, uh, guns, lawyers, and money. And any person who is evil, I mean, they have an intention to harm you. And th th it may be something they may not know, but it is their M.O. They're there to um, take something from you. I can think of a person who I know was getting into, uh, was divorcing her husband, was in the midst of her, uh, divorcing her husband, and she got into a relationship with another man, and this guy, all of a sudden, turned out to be a complete nightmare, where he was trying to sue her for support and you know, what she was doing. And I mean, she wasn't doing anything. I mean, she was filed for divorce from her first husband. And this guy went, I mean, his true colors came out when she said, you know, I think it's time we ended things because he was counting on her being big time, his meal ticket. And she, you know, nice enough person, but not really skilled in the area of relationships. And sadly had been really badly damaged by an abusive first husband, not the one she was divorcing, that was her second husband actually, who she did go back with, but her first husband was um, emotionally and physically abusive. And it, this woman was so sweet and so gentle, I don't know how this guy could be so horrible to her, but to say that that you know, impacted her and changed how she made choices, big time. Now. So when you are looking at the relationship that you're in, you have to look at whether or not you want it to continue or you want your behaviors to continue. Because we all know you get what you put out. And the, when I tell people, listen to their words, but pay more attention to their behavior. That is the crucial element. Their, their behavior will tell you if they are considerate, if they are thinking about you. And I mean, ask your grandmother. Grandmothers tend to have seen a lot more stuff and they will tell you the truth. So we're coming up to our final break here. When I come back, I'm gonna be talking about what do you do when everything changes in your life, when your relationship ends, if someone leaves you? Because that's also a pivotal point for many people when everything in their world goes upside down. I'll be back after these tunes. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. about the Ohio woman who received three speeding tickets in one hour? Three different officers had no idea that within an hour, they had all pulled over the same woman driving random tandem down the road. She was first pulled over for speeding at 11.40 p.m. About 10 minutes later, another officer stopped her for speeding wiki-wiki again on the same road. 
Less than an hour later, she was pulled over for the third time. In each case, she was driving a bit ramstam or reckless at more than 50 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone. Oddly enough, she hadn't had a speeding ticket for six years. She explained each time that she just wasn't paying attention. I guess the third time wasn't a charm. What's another word for not paying attention? Throttleopsing. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Fiber is an important element of a healthy diet and is necessary for good digestion and elimination. It is also helpful for lowering cholesterol and losing weight. Eating fiber for breakfast sets a good precedence for the whole day. Fiber stabilizes your metabolism and prevents you from making bad food choices later in the day. Dr. Oz says having fiber in your breakfast results in less hunger in the afternoon when you're most likely to be tired and binge on sugar. Aspire to eat 25 grams a day. Good breakfast choices that are rich in fiber are bran cereals, whole wheat cereals, fruit, whole grain breads, oatmeal, and smoothies. Start your day with a fiber-rich, healthy breakfast and set yourself up for hunger control for the rest of the day. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, you know, sometimes when you do need to end something, you know, it may be, as I remember hearing this and it was like, oh, wow. It may be that the unpleasant known is better than the unknown, which is why someone would stay in something that wasn't working for them. Um, or they may have been convinced that there was something wrong with them and, you know, the person had mentally brainwashed them, that they're, you know, they were the issue, not, you know, the other person's behavior. And, you know, there's one part in Dr. Henry Cloud's book on necessary endings. And he said, you know, talking to someone who, you know, she said, I know I live in hell but I know the names of all the streets. And that was the response one woman made to a group of friends who were trying to get her to take some positive steps in her, in her life. And she just wouldn't do it. So, you know, there's, there's times when you can ask someone or try and be there for someone. And there are also times when sometimes you can't do anything. And, what you have to do is then, you know, sort of send love and hugs and gee, I, you know, I hope you're, everything will get better. And I've had it happen with someone who was exceedingly close to me and they, they would not listen to anything that anyone said until one person told them you are in grave danger. At that point they listened. So, but let's talk about Let's say things have ended in a relationship. You want to get started clean. 
you're wanting to go back into, you know, a sex life, whatever you want to do. First things first, do some self-care and take care of yourself. And don't have your worth be determined by someone else. You know, a man liking you or a woman liking you is not who you are. You, you know, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't complete you, okay? So what I ask people to look at is, why do you want to be in a relationship? And most times, finally, people will eventually say, yeah, I, I want to be loved. And there's, there's nothing, you know, more honest than that. So I then ask people, how did things end in this last relationship? Do they need to take some, you know, period of time off? Because I've watched, and I'm sure you have as well, watched people go from one relationship to another relationship, and it was the same, may have been a different person, but it was the same scenario all over again. And we can't expect people, because we're magnets, let's be honest here, you are a magnet. You pull in what you're giving off. And so if you're wanting, you know, someone you're, you know, desperate to be in a relationship, guess what you're going to pull in? Someone who is going to feed off that. And there are energetic vampires. Let me tell you, they exist. And they're not very nice either. They also tend to be highly, highly manipulative. So, Let's say, you know, that happened, the, the relationship ended, but um, either a divorce or um, someone may have, you know, died, you know, un unexpectedly. I had a woman that that happened with. And, but it also, he had been ill for quite some time before he died. So really, her relationship with him, as they knew it, ended 10 years ago, not five you know, when he died because he had been sick for five years prior to that. Now, so, but when everything is changing in your life, one of the things that actually can help is if you go with the flow and change things yourself. Because there's many times when you feel completely out of control when something has happened to you. But if you are making small changes yourself, tiny changes to start with, baby steps, you are putting yourself into the driver's seat to create a different life altogether. If that means, you know, moving, if it means taking, you know, your children to a different school, sometimes these things can be absolutely terrifying. And yet, you know, there is turmoil, but it can lead you to something that is much more peaceful when you feel you've been in the driver's seat. And uh, I will use as an example, a friend of mine who lost her husband and it was very sudden, uh, no, nothing, nothing prepared anyone for this. And all of a sudden her world went from having this person who did everything for her, all of this stuff was always supportive to poop, gone. And to say that her world went into eclipse, on top of which, you know, they were planning 
what they were going to be doing when they retired and where they were going to travel to and what they were going to do. So all of her whole world looking forward had ended. And what did help her was having people who were there, having, you know, that, but as she said, you know, I cried myself to sleep almost every night for a year. And that is, that's what she needed to go through. And, you know, then the anger at, you know, why did you leave me? How could you leave me like this? Because it was, you know, it was a tough situation to be in. And yet when, you know, she put some other things into her life and is so, you know, things now are so much better. But as she said, I never could have known what this was like just from someone else. She said, I had to, she said, I only could have known this experience because of what happened to me. And from her experience going through that loss, I learned how to listen really, really, really well. Cause I don't, I didn't have a clue what she was going through and I couldn't, I couldn't be supportive and helpful. And you know, she's not interested in being in a new relationship at this point, but she's also incredibly busy. Um, but I have other, you know, people, women and men who do want a new relationship. And as I said, the self care and knowing what, you know, is important for you is where you first got to start. So I asked, okay, so you have to first off, forgive yourself for your part in whatever ended this relationship, because the more that you stay in the past, the more you're not present and you're not going into the future. And, uh, you know, you may have had great sex with this person, but they were unkind to you. And, you know, I know one woman who said, I don't ever want to have a fight with him because she said he'll cut me off from sex and I like sex too much. And so that was his way of, you know, controlling her. And needless to say, they, you know, they eventually divorced. And, you know, she still has a partner who she has lots of sex with. Um, yet, you know, she doesn't have necessarily the emotional attachment to this person, but she's enjoying, you know, her sex life. The and so again, each one of these recipes for how you create your new sex life, your new love life, whatever it may be, that's up to you. <clears throat> the woman whose husband died, I told her, I said, look, you're clear about what's important for you. You are very clear. But I said, he can't read your mind. So no psychic sex. You have got to let him know why this is important for you. It appears that, you know, he would like to have something that, you know, continues more so. But it isn't just you. You and you can, you know, guide him as best you can. But sometimes you have to have those conversations and have them when you are vertical, not when you're lying down, not when you're horizontal. It's going to be easier that way. Because when you are horizontal, chances are you're not going to be able to see their eyes or see the nuanced responses. And that's what you want. You want to be able to say, look, I want to, I'd love to try this with you. Always remember that part with you. And that is a, then it doesn't take it to, Oh, she did this with someone else or they did this with someone else. Now it may be that someone has 
you may have a lot more experience than a partner. Well, then fun, you know, bring yourself up to, you know, the same speed. But I also know as this couple that I'm going to be responding back to in Israel, um, I don't think she's really interested in, you know, she, he didn't answer if whether or not she was having any pain with intercourse, which she may be. Um, this is an age when perimenopause hits and there, there could be strictures, there could be something from a difficult delivery. There's things that I need to, you know, him to give me the answer to rather than just focusing on him. So we're coming up to the end of the show here. As always, if you have any questions, please just send it to office at Lou Paget or go to my website, loupaget.com. Uh, There's a contact button there. You can send your question there. And as this gentleman did, you can also then uh, have it translated. There we go. But remember, if you are wanting to, you know, whether you identify as vanilla or as kink or as bi or as asexual or as non-binary, whatever it may be, hold that as yours and be gentle with it. And don't let somebody else tell you you're not who you feel that you are. You are. You know who you are. So, you know, whatever you are identifying with, that's up to you. As long as no one's getting, you know, harmed, hurt, or whatever. And when you're bridging an intimacy gap, you got to make sure you talk. And when you're getting to go into a new relationship or out of one, you got to talk then too. And if not to the partner, to a therapist, or at least to yourself. So we're coming up to the end of the show. Thank you for being with me. Again, any questions, uh, Lou at Lou Paget or loupaget.com and have a fabulous rest of the week. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget. 